You're listening to a 9to5.cc podcast. Hey everyone, just a quick reminder that if you're going to be making any purchases on Amazon.com, Amazon.ca, or Zazzle.com, please go to www.9to5.cc first and click the links in the sidebar or at the bottom of the page to support the site. It makes no difference to you, but it really helps us out a lot. Enjoy the show. Thanks. 9 yes, 141, ready, steady, go. Scott! That's me. We talk about <laughs> The Defenders. We talk about barbed wire for some reason. We talk about crashing. We talk about friends from college. We talk about BoJack Horseman season four. Then, then we talk about Chappie. We talk about The Mummy. We talk about It. We talk about Pirates of the Caribbean. Dead men tell no Johnny Depp tales. And then we talked about the podcast Alice Isn't Dead. And Chappie is what I've named my robot vacuum. This is the 9 to 5 Entertainment System. Do you think maybe it was like too late? Like this was like like a ball set in motion like a long time ago. They could have, but well, it's, it's been like, a uh-oh. year that that. Here's what yeah, I know. But Iron I Fist, Iron Fist came out when it was the last one. Yeah, that that's it. So it was like the yeah. spring. Yeah. So I mean, like defenders already had to be like pretty done. Like they might not have known that Iron Fist was going to be the worst. They might have been in their minds. We could we could look up Fist. when shooting was, but they had plenty of time to change. Like, well, like people, no, no, people didn't like Iron Fist fucking a week after it was out. Yeah, but that's about. I don't think they had plenty of time to change. Like shows don't show special effects shows don't like shoot and wrap in three months. They maybe could have know. edited some together. But I'm like, when Iron Fist came out in the spring, I'm sure most of the Defenders principal photography and stuff was done. They might. We could look that up. I, no, I doubt. That it I don't was think a, so. Yeah. Because step one, what was wrong with the Defenders? Danny Rand. Only eight episodes long. Every episode had a different writer. That's wow. also weird. You're just like uh, I never, like, I never. Does get no one that. have a vision? Well, hold on, hold on. There, there could be a director who brought the whole thing together well, yeah, and then made also, it have a vision. Did no, it not have a vision? No, it had a different director. I think almost. No, but I'm saying no, 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 but like a, a showrunner. Yeah, yeah, exactly. There could yeah. be a showrunner, right? Like, I mean, I, like Dan Harmon wrote like ten episodes of like the fifty that he ran on Community. Community yeah. It was still his show, and it was like his vision. And there's still a writers' different, room. Difference being, it's an eight episode miniseries. It's yeah. not. A twenty-three episode television sitcom season. Yes, right. Like we're talking, listeners, about the Defenders. If you haven't picked up on, so if (laughs) if I were to pick of the first um, five show series seasons, yeah, the two Daredevils, Iron Fist, Luke Cage, Jessica Jones, yeah, yeah. the the two least interesting parts of those five seasons would be Iron Fist, right? Yeah, just just as a general whole. And the second season any, of Daredevil, the second season of Daredevil, <laughs> specifically the parts that had to do with Elektra, right? Because the Punisher was kind of cool. It was. Kinda, it was. He was a good, done, well done Punisher. Yeah, that scene where he's talking to the guy on the roof, who's like, "Hey, what's going on up there?" Great scene. I seem to remember him in a prison cell talking. He's very pissed off. Yeah, it's fucking great. Stuff with the, the kingpin was cool. Yeah, so yeah, those two things are what the Defenders are about: Daredevil yeah. and Elektra, and Iron Fist and Kunlun fighting the hand. That sucks. And Luke Cage. Well. Except you told me that the Luke, well, you said last week that the Luke Cage, when Luke Cage rap shows starts up, playing. Having, having his <laughs> Whenever rap he shows up, his great. music gets really good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, and Jessica Jones is just like, yeah, I got superpowers too. So it was like, they took the two white guys of the team and made them the focus. Instead of the lady and the black man. Yeah. I was like, I mean, that's a little weird. As John said, Netflix is all about market research. They are. 
Some, something went terribly wrong with this. Yeah, exactly. Like, they just derailed something. Yeah. So um, the fight scenes are god awful. They yeah. are all Iron Fist quality fight scenes, and not Daredevil. Daredevil, quality. or even even Luke Cage had yeah. some great action sequences. Yeah. They were slow. They were paced. They're bad. Lots of shaky cam. Lots of moving behind fences and pillars to like make, make it, it dramatic shadowy. and not have to show too much of the shitty yeah. stunt so people. I, also well, here's another thing just pure comic stuff mm-hmm. Matt Murdock beats up Iron Fist a bunch that's not really possible that's really weird like <laughs> they're both good martial artists one of them is magic but one, one of them, them has magic powers <laughs> hold on one is magic and one of them is blind right <laughs> yeah, exactly like one of them has like a pretty obvious weakness. The other one is magic. They are at, like at at Matt Murdock's best, say equal mar- martial artist. But Danny Rand should be a better martial artist because he's even. the master of kung fu. Like he's, <laughs> he's, like, he's <laughs> he trained from childhood in kung fu and only kung fu, magic kung fu. <laughs> and then he learned how to yeah. have a magic punch. <laughs> I, oh, it's really disappointing. Yeah, but I mean, okay, but like to be fair to the comics that like that stuff kind of happens in the comics too pretty often like when a writer wants a guy to go over he'll sort of go over like wolverine wolverine kind of like even holding his own against the hulk happens way often in the comics and you're like but how like i get that hulk won't be able to kill wolverine wolverine's immortal there's but, like, but, like, like there's he... no like strength and stuff and you can just dodge around and cut hulk and hulk's indestructible so what is this fight even about? Like, but it'd be and, like, oh. and the Hulk could punch him, and then he just gets better, right? Like, what is it even about? Yeah, However, exactly. in this case, Hulk would just grab Wolverine's hands and hold him. Yeah, I know, but I'm saying, but you read, you read enough maybe, comics, maybe that, jump like, into the river and like, right? <laughs> yeah, but you read enough comics. Like Spider Man, Spider Man throws down with people he absolutely should, has like no business to oh, all man. the time. Like the Spider- Secret Wars, he takes on the whole X Men. Yeah. What? <laughs> hold on, hold on, hold on. There's, there's like, there's, there's like levels, right? Because I could see a scenario where Spider Man takes on the X-Men in the context of survives. Like, the X-Men come after him, and then his spidey senses are going nuts. He just dodge, 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 and run away. And then that's the end of it, and he survives that encounter. No, no, he puts them down and makes them run away. Yeah, that's retarded. Yeah. But yeah. but the getting away scenario, I can envision. Yeah, right? exactly. The same thing as, like, the Wolverine against the Hulk. They can beat each other up, and then it'll just end in a stalemate because they're, they're both fucking crazy powerful. Yeah, except that, I mean, but, like, a Hulk could arguably easily kill Wolverine to the point where he's like immobilized and has to regenerate over a little bit of time. Like, sure. Like, it's just like, Hey, your head is now in, in a thousand pieces moon. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like just like rip off your head and just chuck it into orbit. Or, or like, just hold both his arms behind his back. Okay. But Iron Fist versus Daredevil, they could still break an arm, right? Like that's a very real possibility. Somebody gets an arm bar and then somebody gets their arm yeah. shattered and neither of them Poss- like, possibly the one using magic, possibly could, the blind could, one could, could, <laughs> could could break the blind guy's arm. <laughs> like, uh, I mean, the, the thing that's upsetting about it is just as you start to get fed up, like there's a cool scene. You're like, oh, maybe maybe it's picking up, and then the show ends. You're like, oh, that's a bummer. It didn't. Are we meant to be into Elektra at the start of it? Because she shows up on the screen, and I'm like, I don't really like this character, and I don't get it. I don't approve appreciate her. And then she gets a whole lot of screen time. And in Daredevil. Yeah. No, and uh, Defenders. Defenders. Yeah. Did you watch Daredevil season? I two? didn't finish all of well, that, Defenders. That's, yeah. that's a big reason. Yeah. Okay. She's well done in Daredevil. Like she you, you can understand why Electra's kind of a weird character. Like I mean like I the only Electra that I think I've ever really enjoyed is the uh the Frank Miller like Electra Assassin. Uh, uh Bill Sinkovich. Yeah, Bill Sinkovich. Who wrote it? Was it Miller? 
Yeah, Miller and yeah. Sienkiewicz. Miller and Sienkiewicz, yeah. So A, a the Sienkiewicz art, and it was like before Miller completely lost his mind and was still a fun writer. <laughs> like, But that's like mostly like her origin stories, and it's like very far apart from the Marvel Universe. Like, There's not a lot that really ties into the canon in that one, and that's like the only Elektra I've ever really liked in the comics like i've never like i don't really get her as a fan favorite you're just sort of like okay so she's this like rich daughter of an heiress who becomes an assassin for more money <laughs> question mark like i i i'd recommend finishing off daredevil season yeah, but no, but can you explain to me electra scott <laughs> like am i wrong <laughs> I mean, like she's a ninja assassin who is just similar to punisher just more but also viral. from a rich background, so she's also like Danny Rand. <laughs> she's like a rich kung fu white she doesn't use, wizard. She doesn't use her family's riches, really. Yeah, yeah, she's like rich, like the same way Catwoman was rich, no? Like, but then is like now is not rich. I anymore. mean, I think she's got resources because she's like a million dollar hitman, but she doesn't like have Batman Bruce Wayne right, yeah, stuff. Either yeah. hmm. way, just like exactly. So you're like, who's the? What is the point of this character? Do you guess... like the Punisher? Hmm? Do you like the Punisher as a character? Like, do you not... like the? Do you like big boobs? <laughs> I was gonna say, like, I don't really like the Punisher either. Like, I like the Punisher in concept, but I'm like, but month to month, maybe I it's missing to... boobs. Maybe, maybe boob Punisher. Yeah, barbed wire. That's what I want to read. <laughs> barbed wire. <laughs> no. We start. We actually starting. We talked about this. We should just do a barbed wire Pam Anderson in depth podcast. It just we only just, watch barbed wire again and yeah. again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just really... like really break it down. Yeah, scene by scene. Today on Barbed Wire has not been sufficiently broken down. Today on Barbed Wire so. Podcast, we're going to be discussing the first six and a half minutes of the film <laughs> Barbed Wire. <laughs> like only for an hour. We will devote ten minutes to each minute. We're gonna talk about the meta plot a lot, because you guys already know the plot. Of course. I don't well, think I've ever even seen the basic Barbed Wire movie. She shows up and kills people. Is that it? She has boobs. I think that's the It's plot. Pam Anderson as the Punisher, basically. Yeah, pretty much. Okay. Some sassy one-liners. Like, Sold! <laughs> <laughs> so I was uh, camping in Calgary. We're talking about Netflix. And mm-hmm. so there was not a lot of phone reception. I mean, there was phone reception in Calgary. There was not a ton of phone reception. In the Rockies. In the Rockies. So I had downloaded some uh, stuff from Netflix. So I caught up on a bunch of Netflix stuff mm-hmm. because due to the fire ban, we couldn't light fires and sit around the fire and chill. Like so what did you catch to. up on? Just watch some TV. So, yeah, no, we just like had it on the tablet and just like hung out in the tent and watched TV, man. And we also listened to some podcasts and stuff. Mm-hmm. But uh, we watched all of the first and possibly only season of the British show Crashing. Okay. Which is uh, pretty fun. I like, I really enjoyed it. I don't know, did either of you guys ever watch Skins? Nope. No? Nope. Okay, so it's kind of like... It's that was like a premium cable channel. My, my family would never go for it. Skinamax. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and like you I were, mean, it was you were a blue newbie boy. No, it was like scrambled. You know, you kind of skins is a British hope. show about some like British British porn, British yeah. Yeah. <laughs> teeth in every direction. <laughs> anyway, so the show crashing is about this thing that apparently is true that happens in the UK, where you can sign up to be a property guardian, and it's basically a legal squatter. Mm-hmm. So like in these like old hospitals and stuff, if you want to live super on the cheap, you can sign up to be a property guardian, and you get to like live in an old hospital huh. and so yeah so apparently they do that a lot uh, make sure no one comes in and raids the radiation or just like they're they're usually they're usually batteries. like temporary when like a site has been uh like, yeah, like like shining i got it yeah exact kind of exactly so like when a site is like still of like commercial value but hasn't been like in between the time the building gets like 
torn down and whatever else. They just have these people. You're laughing about it, but that un the the medical the Giannola the incident in in Brazil. Yeah, exactly. It was one of the great worst. The second worst nuclear disaster. disaster of all time was in Brazil. Some people found an old radioactive machine, like an MRI machine or something, and yeah. like busted it open. And then they found some cool glowing shit on the inside and like made a ring for their girlfriend out of it. And then fucking like a hundred people died. Sawed it off with a hacksaw in their living room. And then there's like dust of the radio the radioactive dust just getting blown everywhere. Man, pros like <laughs> hardcore pros. <laughs> Anyway, so yeah, I watched Crashing, yeah. uh, and it's based around like a bunch of like people in their twenties who are in this living in this thing. It's like kind of like a, a, a not dark comedy, but like a, a dramedy, I guess. Really funny and charming though. Mm-hmm. Six episodes long, so like Tight. like bite sized. Yeah, uh, uh, and yeah, it's about like basically a, the the core. I guess like the main plot is a guy and his girlfriend who are like living there to save up to buy like a proper flat mm-hmm. then like obviously other people who are there for various reasons like there's like the French artist lady and whatever and then the main I guess crux of the story is this guy's former best friend who is also maybe in love with him mm-hmm. is like looking for a place to stay and he's obviously like here's the cheapest place so now she's living with them also right. not necessarily in the same room but in the same hospital fun i Drama. recommend and like i said like perfect six episode half hour episodes hmm. i also watched all of friends from college but friends was, from college yeah friends it's from the college. key key uh key fred key. savage kobe smolder yep. uh and some other people who are vaguely recognizable but those are the big like three names like seth rogan has a has a role in an episode hmm. uh, so and then that is Super fun and kind of, like, not super relatable in the sense that basically all of these friends end up, like, screwing around on each other and sleeping with each other. Mm-hmm. But, like, kind of relatable in that it's, like, a crew of people who are friends in college who then, like, get back together in their 30s and, like, completely devolve in terms of, like, just, like, like, one, like Fred Savage's character uh, lives in New York City and He's a couple a of months in New York City. And then Key and Kobe Smothers... Move back from Chicago. Move back from Chicago into New York. That's, like, the setup. So now they're, like, all, like, the the super tight crew of, like, six people are all now in the same city. Right. And so, like, Fred Savage... For the first time in years. For the first time in years. Yeah, exactly. That's it. Like, uh, Fred Savage's, like, boyfriend or whatever is, like, trying really hard to like these people. But it's, like, you guys just become, like, your early 20s again. Like, you're (laughs) you're all in your mid-30s. Like, stop it. (laughs) You know? But so it's, like, they just, like, every situation, they basically handled terribly because they're surrounded by each other and they're egging each other in like on early yeah. 20s mode yeah exactly yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah so it's like that that part's kind of relatable like thoughts of basically any time any of us have had bachelor parties yep <laughs> where it's just like we're like oh yeah we stop being adults when we're kind of in the zone and mm-hmm. that's sort of the show i saw a few episodes it was it was cool yeah it was, I liked it. it was a little too dramatic at points it gets funnier like when, like the, the more the, you... the the one where they pulled the all nighter was hysterical. Oh yeah, and then it just it just went back to being dramatic again, like relationship falling apart. Yeah, exactly. Like, so uh... it kind of yeah, it kind of gets weaves serious and comedy like almost Bojacky, like not hmm. quite as absurd the comedy, but it's just sort of like you can go from like you're like giggling at a guy cheating on his wife, mm-hmm. you know, and because it's like funny, but then afterwards they're like, oh no. You know, like like stuff like that. It's it's. It I'm into the, the like third episode of the new BoJack. I don't really want to talk about it too much. I don't know if like the mix of like silly to dark comedy, or like serious to comedy. I don't know if the mix is like on point this season, or if I'm just like they haven't like gotten to where they want to go yet in the first three episodes. But I feel did like you get I'm, to did you get to piece of shit? 
piece of shit. Yeah, I don't mm-hmm. know if that's the third or the fourth. What happens? Coming up. It's just, it, it, it's like for almost the entire episode, uh, Bojack, you get to see his internal monologue. Huh, no. Like, okay. No. So, yeah, that that's like, I mean, just like it's a piece it's of shit. It's really like, good. It's just him like wakes up and he's like, piece of shit. You're such a piece of shit. You're such a garbage piece of shit. <laughs> it's just like, and that's like, and then progresses through the day. No, well, there, yeah. <laughs> exactly. Just like him making just like terrible decision after terrible decision and like, like especially like it makes it like retroactively also makes a lot of Bojack even more depressing because mm-hmm. it's just like it just like it's him kind of like like saying like something before like a Bojackism of just being like where he's like sassy or smarmy he's like he's like don't open your mouth right now like don't say it everybody's gonna hate you that's not the thing to say do not say <laughs> that. and then just like says like the shitty thing yeah. everyone hates you what are, what are you doing here <laughs> yeah, exactly yeah yeah uh, I so far I think I'm like maybe five or six episodes in and. Which I guess is about halfway. Yeah, it's a not. It doesn't seem to be the strongest season. It's mm-hmm. certainly not a, like a miss. It certainly didn't go full defenders. <laughs> like, just or Luke Cage. Luke Cage wasn't a miss. Luke Cage well, was you said the second half was a was, miss. It was fine. It just d- didn't come together in an exciting way. It was. It was mm-hmm. like a, an experiment in tone, which I can at least understand. Mm-hmm. Defenders doesn't try, yeah. and that's just a bummer. That's also one of the good things about uh, Friends from College is that, like, the last scene is, like, all of the characters' bullshit kind of coming out and to a head at mm-hmm. once at a dinner party. And you're just sort of, like, you're just, like, it's, like, awkward and painful and funny all at the same time. Because, like, once, like... But is it, like, the office awkward where it gets, like, too much and you're, like, I have to turn the show off because it's fucking No, so no, no. Stupid. It's just, like, it's just kind of, like, it's, like, one of those things where it's, like, it doesn't it's even... It's faster than that. It doesn't soak you in it right yeah exactly it's it's like it's it's really like it's called like a, a night of surprises or whatever but it's like it's like once like the ball starts rolling with people like venting their shit like everybody's like well i have something to say <laughs> like it's not like they don't like dilly dally around the awkwardness but it's just like people just like like people yelling at each other and just like throwing things so you watch this entire season all culminate yeah. this like terrible like crescendo at the end kind of great i was like even sarah sarah was like that's like the perfect end to a season of like watching people kind of like dick around and have their heads up their asses and be childish and then just suddenly like everything explodes yeah just like the the crappiness of their actions like right in their face huh. friends from college yeah good stuff. Uh, yeah the bojack was so far so good but i mean i don't think it stands out nearly as much as the third season okay and it is, so. that's a shame yeah and then you guys i watched a movie on netflix called chappy how was it? I can't I, believe you hadn't seen it before. I heard bad things about it. Well, so here's the thing is that... So it's Neil Blomkamp, right? Neil yeah. Blomkamp it's the new Sector... District 9. District 9. He did another one too, didn't he? Hardcore Henry. Oh, yeah. Hardcore Henry. That was fun. Yeah. So the uh, the, 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 the sub line mm-hmm. of Chappie, which I feel is like missing, is Chappie, the D'Antward movie. Because <laughs> it, it is the D'Antward movie. Really? As in like Ninja... And Yolandi Visser play Ninja and Yolandi Visser. <laughs> like, and are they, if they like, weren't rappers. <laughs> no, but also they're only listening to their music. So, yes, they are also rappers. You don't see them rap in the movie, but it is clearly like like Ninja listens to, like they're only ever listening to DeAntward in their, like, in their huh. crib. So, like, I guess they're also rappers. Like, and even like they have like their shirts, like they have like DeAntward stuff. Like, but it's them as their characters. So like they're like flashy gangsters and whatever like as the like they're like 
they're their stage characters, right. not musicians. Right. They Pretending are, to be flashy gangsters. Yeah, exactly. That's it. They are actually flashy gangsters. Like Ninja has like a bright spray. So this is in the like the the like expanded universe of D. Of D. Edgeworth. Yeah, it, presumably. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> like, it's like. Well, what if you gave their characters Johnny Five from Short Circuit? Right. Yeah. And what happens if you give them Johnny <laughs> like Five? a pretty fun movie? But the like, last half of Robocop. Kind <laughs> <laughs> of. Yeah. But, it like, it's, a, it's pretty fun, but, it, like, it hinges a lot on, like, if you find, like, D'Antward kind of, like, endearing and fun, uh-huh. then you will probably enjoy this movie. If you not, like, know who they are or find that they're, like, endearing or fun, you'll be like, what am I watching? This is mostly about, like, a tall, lanky dude who's really, like, shitty and gangster and, like, a tiny, high-pitched girl who just wants to be a mom who loves a robot. Like <laughs> Hold on, hold on. That's the plot of the movie. Yolandi is into this robot? Not like into, like, okay. into. Like, All right. So, she wants to be the mom. Okay, so here's the... Okay, here's, so there's a scientist. No, but here's the other thing. You're two oh, you... scientists. <laughs> it's so dumb. It's a battle of robotics, dudes. So there's the guy from Slumdog Millionaire who has developed uh, a scout robot for the police. Mm-hmm. Who it's super successful and has, like, brought crime down. <laughs> That's what he did with his Slumdog Millionaire money. Yes, exactly. he's probably also in character like Yolandi. <laughs> yes, exactly. So yeah. he goes to Johannesburg and he makes these scout robots who basically replace, uh, replace like, SWAT teams and, mm-hmm. you know, can just get replaced. There's also Hugh Jackman, who doesn't believe in robotics, but he believes in, or doesn't believe in, like, AIs or even, like, programmed robots. He's like, we should build big robots. They should be controlled by humans. Hmm. I have made this big moose heavy artillery robot but everyone's like it's too expensive it's too big we don't need it we have the scouts so mm-hmm. like the start of Ro- robocop yes yeah. you have the co- conflicting conflicting 209 and little human looking roboticists right. <laughs> okay anyway in, in, in police crime prevention yeah exactly like. slumdog millionaire though is also um developing an ai okay. on the side and he's like his whole entire programming theory or whatever is to just basically make like a baby brain like he's like he doesn't need to know everything it just needs Mm -hmm. to learn and then it will become its own person okay so he cracks the ai code by like drinking red bull nice and like pulling an all-nighter i mean admittedly he does say like day 900 something so presumably he's been working like nonstop on this for three years Mm -hmm. i still don't necessarily know is long enough to code an ai but probably not but whatever it's gonna take even more liberties with what is possible (laughs) not to code Uh real soon or to do with guns or to do with guns. No, but I mean, the coding, the ending is very silly. <laughs> like, it gets sillier and sillier. Um, so he makes up an AI, and then he has a control chip, and he uploads the AI into one of these uh, scout robots mm-hmm. that was, like, uh, set to be decommissioned because the power, the battery pack had fused to the chassis, so it has five days of running power, and they can't unfuse it. Like, okay. So now... Chappie's got born. five days to live. Yeah, exactly. Chappie's born and he's like a baby. Uh-huh. And they're like, he's like just learning words and whatever. But then he gets basically kidnapped. Like the scientist and the robot get kidnapped by DeAntwert. Okay. Who want to pull off a heist because they owe a bad guy $20 million. Or $20 million Johannes bucks. Kron- kroners? Yeah, exactly. Okay. Like I was like, $20 million? That seems like too much. Then I was like, oh, wait. It's Kroners. Johannes bucks. <laughs> J bucks. Uh-huh. So, yeah, like, Ninja wants him to be, like, gangster and hard and turn, wants to turn him into a killing machine. Yolanda is, like, he's like a little baby. Like, and he's, like... Tells he's, him stories and Tells stuff. him stories uh-huh. and stuff. And, like, Chappie the robot is, like, pretty like mommy. And, like, has a little, like, Barbie doll that he cuts the hair to look like Yolandi and stuff. Like, of course. Naturally. It's and then also learns 
South African gangster speak. Yeah, like learning South African gangster speak is continually like doing the like the gangster like wiping his face like yeah. thing and whatever. Like Ninja teaches him how to walk and to hold a gun sideways. And then, oh like, god, I can even see the montage, and it's, it's so terrible. Good. No, it's amazing. Uh. <laughs> like it's okay. like I said, it's it is absolutely a piece of garbage if you do not like Deantwoord. If you right. if you find Deantwoord is like entertaining and funny, then you'll probably enjoy this movie. Okay. Uh, it's a good introduction to Deantwoord. <laughs> kind of, yeah, and like their music is playing in the background a lot because the Deantwoord gangsters just listen to Deantwoord all the time. So. Uh, Long story short, the evil Hugh Jackman decides to shut down all the scout robots uh, to create like a crime spree the likes of Johannesburg has never known, so that he gets the last approval. So, but like, and here's the thing: there's like one, the the two major problems is that both Slumdog Millionaire and uh, Wolverine are both like just ignoring any like sense of what their job is. Like, Slumdog Millionaire like steals the control chip to upload like new firmware onto the robot mm-hmm. uh steals a robot from his robot job and i'm like i'm assuming these are like pretty lucrative jobs and these guys are like screw it and then what's his name wolverine like hacks the entire network to shut down all the police robots just to create a crime spree so that his robot will get people funded. would notice yeah exactly like with no real like they're just sort of like oh you checked out the control chip earlier today you know anything about that and they're like shrug yeah. like it's very dumb and then even dumber than that is that Chappie obviously discovers his own mortality and uh, like because he's like oh I only have five days to live right, right. and Ninja kind of like tricked him into doing the heist because he said he could get money to buy him a new body but like Chappie nobody yeah nobody oh, so no. sad and then it goes full Iron Giant yeah Superman just <laughs> like what yeah. there's a lot of stuff like if 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 like humans taking advantage of robots makes you kind of sad there's a lot of Makes you sad, and it's all in like broken South African like <laughs> slang. So it's like at one point, like Ninja, just like he's like he's like you time to learn about the real world, Chappie, and just like throws him out of the car in the middle of Johannesburg, and he looks like a cop, right? Because he looks like a cop robot, so yeah. they just like completely like screw him up while he's out there, and then he's like, like then like he's crying when he gets back home, and Yolandi's like cuddling him, and he's like, "Mommy, they threw fire at Chappie, even though Chappie said please." <laughs> and you're, <laughs> oh, Chappie. <laughs> like, it's like the slow-mo of like, the robot on fire and stuff. Like, It's very like very heavy-handed. Uh-huh. Anyway, but yeah, so even dumber than anything that I've mentioned so far. Don't, and, I, and I really don't want... I can't say this enough. I really enjoyed the movie, but it's dumb as bricks. <laughs> it's short circuit. Just yeah. South African gangsters. <laughs> yeah, but anyway, so then Chappie like, links up a bunch of PS4s presumably uh-huh. for their processing power, and then finds a way to copy his consciousness using a helmet designed to put onto a human's head and, like, scan their brainwaves, but also somehow works when he puts it on his robot head. Of course. Which makes... I was like, what? <laughs> like, even with the leaps of logic that you're using, like, the process of, like, processor powers of PS4 is just linked up. <laughs> I was like, this, like, helmet is designed to, like, read human brainwaves and, like, transfer them You know, the you've robot. gotten this far. You may as well... the robot <laughs> puts it on his head! <laughs> <laughs> if he, he could have just ripped the wires out and shoved them into his chest. Right, like, yeah. exactly. Like, he could have plugged them into his head or whatever, because, like, the processor was in his head. But, like, how would this helmet read his brainwaves? So I was like, what do we even know about robots anymore? Right. So anyway, so he finds a way to transfer his consciousness, but then also can also copy humans' consciousness. So, like, two characters who would otherwise die get resurrected by him putting them into robot bodies. Mm-hmm. The end. <laughs> oh, and then there's a giant fight. Oh, yeah, there's... 
Diane's weird chappy and the Hugh Jackman death robot. Yeah. Right, of course. Exactly. And I feel di- like that was a major problem with District 9. That, like, it started off as this intellectual meditation on racism and turned into robots shooting each other. I mean, this kind of started as robots shooting each other uh-huh. and then kind of became about Yolandi Visser loving a robot and, and then, then ended with robots shooting each other. Right. So, Scott, you saw this? Yeah. What did you think of it? I liked it. I've, I've, I felt a little bit manipulated into really feeling feelings for this stupid CG robot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like the, it does a great job and, of that. And, like, really, what if RoboCop was raised was by DeAndre. Was raised by DeAndre, <laughs> and that's that's basically the movie, right? Yeah. At the end, he goes to fight the ED two hundred nine, and all the bad guys scream and get arrested. Like it's really yeah, the same movie. <laughs> but like, what if instead of RoboCop, the movie RoboCop starred Wally, and yeah. that's the movie you get? Yeah. What if what if, if RoboCop, RoboCop starred Wally? What if RoboCop was Wally, and what if the Detroit Police Department was DeAndre? <laughs> Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly that. That is, that is the film. And See, that movie that, got made. Said like that, you're really selling it. <laughs> Which but I don't know. Saying, it's it's like, not awful. Yeah, no. Like I said, it's like it's was like I was. It's like two hours, and I was like entertained pretty thoroughly throughout. It was way too long. It it was way too long. It tried to do. Yeah, it tried too to get, many plots. It tried to get epic, and when it kind of didn't need to be. Yep. But I mean, like I said, I was mostly. It's just it's. Very like very very much hinges on you being a fan of DeAntwoord, and I was like, "What? I'm like, why did you? That's do a risky yeah. play." Yeah, N- Ninja and Yolanda, Ninja and Yolandi, yeah, uh, are like the the characters that you're supposed to be watching this whole movie. You're wow, like, that's a lot. That's a lot of Yolandi and a lot <laughs> of Ninja. But yeah, but at the same time, because if you are like a, a DeAntwoord fan. Like or even like know them and know that they're ridiculous. Those scenes are like like they're a lot easier to take when you know that they've, they've been these characters for like fifteen years and there's more to these characters. Yeah, I don't. I can take about three quarters of a music video worth of either of those <laughs> characters. But no, but you know and, what I mean. But like, but imagine if you like just and then they a, pull a shrimp out of Lady Gaga and you're like, what? Wait, <laughs> does that happen? No. In a music video, really? Fatty Boom Boom. Huh. They pull a shrimp out of Lady Gaga. I gotta go we'll back watch and it check later. it again. <laughs> Hey, listen. I've seen that video multiple times, and I do not recall this. It'll be in the links below the podcast. All right. <laughs> no, it won't. John will forget. No, I'm gonna write it down. <laughs> but yeah, but it's like I'm. I was trying to like Sarah and I were talking about it. We're like, what if you had no idea who or what these characters were, and you're sort of like, okay, so what? They just made these cartoon gangsters for no reason. Well, that, that, well, that, that explains the majority the bo- of the that movie explains going. the box office. Yeah, chapter. exactly. Yeah, exactly. And that will be the majority of viewers, like hundred yeah. percent. Like we were like, hee hee, it's funny. Like when Yolanda, like when Yolandi shows up and he's like, Eden motherfucker, and like in a super high pitched voice, you're like, hee hee, it's Yolandi. But if you just saw that in a vacuum, you'd be like, what am I? Why? <laughs> like, and that was the other thing. Like basically, it plays like a children's movie with the like amount of suspension of disbelief that you need to have that these like robotics guys are just doing whatever that you could just copy consciousness into data and plug it into another robot like right plays with like tons and tons and tons of suspension of disbelief but then there's like a lot of swearing and a good amount of violence and you're like who's this for mm-hmm. like it's too silly to be taken as an adult film but then a guy gets cut in half and his upper torso is thrown at a wall and you're like huh weird and obviously like DeAntward swearing as much as DeAntward swears, you know? Like, right. very weird. I was like, who, other than DeAntward fans, who is this for? Like, Neil Blomkamp fans. 
even there, man, he had so much like hype when he right when District Nine was happening, and then yeah, it came out. One. He did Elysium too, right? No, uh, maybe he had another big one though. I don't think it was Elysium. The one with, the one with uh, Matt that was Damon. Matt Damon. Matt it goes Damon. to the other, the other. Maybe that was Neil Blomkamp. Might have been. It kind of seems like it. I don't know. I don't know if I've ever been like blown away by any of his stuff. Like he had this like for some reason some crazy sci-fi cred before doing District Nine, and then it just District Nine I liked. Like, like it was fine, but it, why did everything shoot everything else at the end? It's, it became this like boilerplate action movie that was supposed to. It looked it started off even like the, this. Yeah, exactly. Even Wickes is like a scientist piloting the robot, and you're like, yeah. why did you have to be you? Anyway, do are we do we immediately rank things now? Is yeah, yeah, we, we could do that. Okay, where'd Chappie go, you guys? I don't have a phone with me. Uh, so did it succeed? At I basically mean, like, what it, it was succeeded trying to do? at being Chappie, the DeAntward robot movie. Like in that, I don't sense. know if that sounds very successful to me. Keith. But I mean, but if that was its goal, yeah. it succeeded. Like, it, and I mean, and it, it's, if, if that, Keith and I that are was the its audience. only goal, you put DeAntward on the screen for like seriously like eighty minutes of the two hours. Like seriously, they are the main characters of the movie. Uh-huh. They're on screen more than the scientists. Like, so Chappie, the DeAntward movie. Uh, so hang on. I mean, I'm not saying it's very high, but it if did. Keith and I are the target audience, it succeeded in reaching its audience. It just it didn't was succeed that, in impressing you. Was that the goal, or was it reaching for more than just? I don't think you can put Deantwood on the screen for that long. Was it better than X Men Apocalypse? Yes. Really? That, was, that movie was a failure. It was a disaster. Yeah, through and through. I would like. Uh, where does it go? This, this list is all over the place, you guys. Like, no, 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 no. That's about the right spot there. That's no, 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 but, no. But I just, I, I don't understand how we have Suicide Squad above Interstella. We already talked about Suicide Squad. It is, it is in the wrong place. Because <laughs> um, that's it. Because I would put it above Suicide Squad, but I wouldn't necessarily put it above Interstella. It occupies kind of. I'm looking at rubber. That rubber Interstella. Yeah, like, like rubber is zone. very, very much in that zone in terms of like it succeeded at the thing it was doing, but the thing it was doing was like. Target not. audience of ten people, <laughs> a lot like Rubber in that regards. So you want to put it just above ah, Rubber? I'll keep dropping my and thing. just below Star Trek Beyond. I didn't see Star Trek Beyond. Yeah. What's above Star Trek Beyond? Life, Life by Daniel Espinosa. The Lost mm. World, Jurassic Park. I wouldn't put it above the Lost so, World. I, don't I would. I would probably recommend it before Star Trek and Life. And then you're into no, right under Jurassic Park. Jurassic lost World. The Lost World Jurassic Under Park. the Lost World? That seems kind of right. Like, I'm looking below it, and it's like you said, like, Ghost in the Shell is better than Ghost in the Shell, for yeah. sure. Yeah. I mean, like, is it better than Zootopia? It's more entertaining, in a way, because it has so much weird... It's like, it's so weird. Like, that's mm. the thing, is that, like, I could recommend this to me. <laughs> no, but, like, you know you, what I mean? You like, just saw it. Yeah. If John was like, hey, let's watch it tonight. Like, I kind of would want to watch it just so I could see other people's opinions on it. Like, yeah. I wouldn't mind like, watching it again. I wouldn't you're be, not going to be like, oh, I got to watch. No, just watch it on your own here. Yeah, like if I had a free yeah. two hours, I wouldn't mind showing this movie. Right. That's, yeah. that's why I would put it above life. Because I don't think I could watch life again. There's no charm to life. Well, mm-hmm. there is charm to Chappie. Yeah, there's a lot of charm to Chappie. And I mean, that's the other thing, too, is like, we, we, often, we often talk about, we're not always grading these as capital F films no we're, no we're grading these in terms of how we like them and i was like yo they remade johnny five with deantward i'm like yay you're pre- <laughs> pretty on board even if you know it's crap yeah exactly yeah. that's it i was like there's like the, it, it touched things from my childhood like robocop and johnny five and whatever it had deantward i'm not even the biggest fan of deantward but yeah. i'm like kind of 
a fan of their what they do. <laughs> like I'm I'm a conceptual fan of DeAndroid. I don't listen to their music very often, but I find being performance artists that live their gimmick twenty four seven for the last decade impressive. So below Star Trek and above Robert. No, no. He said above life. Above and life. Below Lost World, the Jurassic Park sequel. Life. Lost World. Threequel. Lost World. Is yeah. The threequel. No, it's not the threequel. It's the second one. It's the Both. second one. Second one is Lost oh. World. The third one was just Jurassic Park three, starring the Shoveler. Great. Anybody else watch any movies? Yeah, I saw The Mummy. The one with Tom Cruise? Yeah. Or like Boris Karloff? The one with Brendan Fraser. Because that's the one true mummy. <laughs> Not Boris Karloff? Brendan Fraser? I mean, yeah. Kind of. I mean... I mean... I don't... The, Bor- the original mummy was not a very good villain. <laughs> it's just staggered after you very slowly. That's the mummy. But he was like one of the greats. Yeah. yeah. Also, that, that movie is like 40 minutes long. Yeah, it makes it great. <laughs> All um, those old Universal movies are so great. The, all, like, the longest of them is, like, 62 minutes. The Brendan Fraser one is fantastic because it's got all these great characters that you love. Emotep. Emotep. It's fucking timeless Benny? comedy. Benny is amazing. Yep. Jonathan is great. Uh, fucking Evie is a fine foil Okay, so this has Tom O'Connell. Cruise and makes no sense. Yeah, wow. This movie. <laughs> Tom Cruise's best friend is um, Nick from New Girl. Okay. And I'm like, yay! And then he dies. I'm like, oh. oh. Spoilers, yo. Don't watch this movie. <laughs> this is a movie that is so bad that it like may have like tanked the, the, the universal yeah, dark universe. Thing. Yeah. Even though they had like so many names start like tied the, to it. The director of the Mummy was right. tagged to produce all of the dark universal uh, movies, and it was a fucking and they, they got Tom Cruise for the Mummy. They got Johnny Depp for Invisible Man. Johnny Depp for Invisible Man. Yep. Benicio del Toro for The Wolfman. Yep. And the next one up is Bride of Frankenstein, which is in production right now. Is Angelina Jolie? Don't know. But it's like sure. someone of that star. Yeah. Right. Like it's all and like superstar. On paper, a couple none of what ago, you've said looks awful, right? Like, like the, they asked that producer and the director of The Mummy, so how is it going with the Dark Universal project? And he said, I don't know. I'm not really wow. involved, and I'm not sure how far it's going to go. <laughs> the mummy is so bad it took this huge budget this huge plan these movies coming out in 2019 and 2020 and, and the the guiding voice of these franchise has been like eh I don't know so what's like, going but on. who is this dude explain yeah like like who is a guy that they were like like you know like when they were like oh do you know who's gonna be kind of in charge? Rian Johnson. No, but like or, Joss Whedon. Yeah. You know, and he's like that. It's sort of like it's his J.J. Uh, Abrams. Give him the Star Wars. Right. Yeah, exactly. Like they're like you, you're putting these like modern day Spielberg types or like dudes who are like very prolific and like yeah. pretty solid track records. You know, like even their failures are like beloved. You know, like I don't know if you could put J.J. Abrams in the same category as Steven Spielberg, but definitely well, I said no, after. He's getting After, there. like, Lost and Star Trek and Star Wars, like, they... Yes. Star Wars has not succeeded yet. Lost was largely regarded as a bit of a mess, and what was the other one? Because... Star Trek. He, like, he rebooted... What else he has done well with the reboot. Yeah, there's another couple of TV shows that he's done well on, but, like, Spielberg... I said mod. ...prints money from the film industry. J.J. is much more... I don't think J.J.'s had a big flop, like... I don't I think, think JJ ever lost money. Yeah, yeah, but he's not Spielberg, guys. Like Super 8. Oh, yeah. Mission Impossible 2. 
Right. Like JJ's got some got some swag. Okay, okay. Anyway, we're getting away from the mummy. Which... He also executive produced Westworld. That's pretty cool. Right? Like he did a lot of stuff. Okay, but he's still not Spielberg. I Spielberg has made fucking no, like he's, fifteen movies. Neither is that... Joss Whedon. Like no, but I'm just no, but, right. but like they're they're guys with like track records, you right, know, like right. they're of, dude... of helming franchises. Yeah, of helming big big interconnected franchises. Like these guys mm-hmm. kind of like know what's up. Alex Kurtzman, who is known for his work on Fringe and Hawaii Five O. And Sleepy Hollow, the TV series. Who's this guy? Wow. Alex uh, Kurtzman, the, the director, director and producer, producer of, of The Mummy the and The Dark Universal. Huh. So what is the plot of The Mummy? Like, I oh heard it kind of doesn't have one. There's like a chick? It's a chick mummy, right? Yeah, The Mummy is a sexy babe. Nice. Which is weird. Um, Boris. I just like babes. Boris rolling in his grave. Tom Cruise is an American soldier who's using his time in Iraq to be a black market treasure hunter. Mm-hmm. So he, like... It's like, yeah, I'm on a go scouting on. mission, wait, wait, wait. and is, then he'll is, go off mission and go like. Is this a period some... piece set in the nope. time of the first Iraq no, War? No, no, it's 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 now. But wait, he's still he's fighting, fighting. But, he's, he, but he's, he's a comp, or is he like no? He's a, a soldier. Okay, so he's not like a he's, he's not like he's a, a private a, dude. No, he's a member of the U.S. military. Mm-hmm. They kind of probably have troops stationed in Iraq. I don't think they fully. I don't know about that. I'm curious. There's a there's a huge military presence in Iraq. Sure. Yeah, I don't think it's And he's like, anymore, but hey, we're going to rescue these historical artifacts from destruction. You know, Tom Cruise, when you say it that way with all the air quotes, I want to believe you. Here's a t- <laughs> well, he's kind of shitty at it, and he gets caught right away. Uh-huh. <laughs> and then they uncover the cursed mummy body, which is covered in mercury. Okay. And the spider bites Nick from New Girl, and he dies. Mm-hmm. That's bad. And then the mummy's back, and she's got a curse, and everyone right. dies, except... Tom, Tom Cruise, Cruise comes back, right. and then they're in England, and the mummy starts making other mummies by kissing them and sucking all their life out. Mm-hmm. And then Russell Crowe is there, and he's Dr. Jekyll. Okay. I don't know why, but at one point in the movie, he doesn't get his injection, and he turns into Mr. Hyde. He beats up Tom Cruise. I bet you that's as cool as when Dr. Jekyll turned into Mrs. Mr. Hyde in the LXG movie. Less cool. What? It's so bad. Because it was the LXG It was movie pretty was cool in LXG. It no. was like the one no, good part like of that, that movie. big sloppy CG. Yeah, he looks like Slime. He looks like an octopus. When the Jekyll and the other Jekyll fight in LXG, so dumb. Oh, God, it's awful. <laughs> it's bad. Like big the fight in like, um, a clock tower. Right yeah. at the start of that movie. I kind of enjoyed that fight. I don't remember you anything else. go back else. and watch LXG. It's pretty awful. Yeah. Like, I don't know. Did you see it as a comic fan or first? Or oh, what? hell no. Okay. I saw it as somebody who heard that it made Sean Connery quit acting. He was so sad with the movie. <laughs> he and then he I publicly wanted to... stated that people should not watch that movie. Yeah, I wanted to go and see it because of that. <laughs> and it made Alan Moore say movies are evil. And never. And he didn't, Alan Moore just stopped watching movies. <laughs> it, oh, made, man. it made Sean Connery quit acting. And I... Anyway, does The Mummy compare positively or negatively to that experience? To LXG? Yeah. Negatively? Whoa. <laughs> it's a bad movie. Like, it's it's X-Men Apocalypse kind of like hot mess. What is going on? Why is this happening? Wow. The only good part about it is at one point, the the female archaeologist is trying to get in to save Tom Cruise from, Doc, from Mr. Hyde. Mm-hmm. And she's in a library. And she knocks out the security guard with a book she pulls off the shelf. Mm-hmm. And it's the book of the dead from the Brendan Fraser movies. It's got that little star lock thing on it. Little, and she little. drops it to the ground, and I'm like, <gasps> little nudge, nudge, wink, wink. That's yeah. the only thing I enjoyed. Huh. Oh man, the movie is a hot mess. So, of like, what's the runtime on it? Apparently, kind of short too, right? Like, no, not short. It enough. kind of feels like the movie that would get this bloated mess. Yeah, but that's it. Fucking... But that was one of the weird things 
about it, I think, is that the fact that it had a, sh- a short run. No, it's, it's an hour and 51. It's almost two hours long. That's... Yeah, but it could have. You could. You easily could have seen it going. I don't like... know how they could have bloated that plot out anymore. Yeah. It's uh, got a it... 5.6% on IMDb. It's kind of sad. It has because... a 16% on Rotten Tomatoes. There's. It's like. It's like a... This is like rich fields to till movies out of, you know? Like, The Mummy's a classic monster. You yeah. can totally fucking do it. Uh, case in point, Brendan Fraser. Brendan Fraser made three movies about The Mummy, and it was cool. Mm-hmm. Every single minute of every one was no, cool. No, the first two were all right. The third one was pretty rough, and then there's, what, Scorpion four King Scorpion okay. King movies? There's yeah. four? No so way. There's at least three. There's there's so I think many. there's four. Future President Dwayne The Rock Johnson. <laughs> well, he's not even in the later ones. There's, like, the young Scorpion King. Yeah. Well, and like Randy Couture, <laughs> the young Scorpion King is played by Roman Reigns. Uh, that, that's spun off. Does it do anything right? How are the effects? Like purely as an effects vehicle, very similar to the Brendan Fraser mummy movie. Wow. Like sand, yeah, lots of sand. There's a sandstorm coming. There's lots of like Jesus. she she kisses someone and sucks all their life force out, and their skin goes all wrinkly. And they, but so they like die. the Brendan Fraser one is twenty years old. Yeah, it's not. It's not. I don't understand how they spent $125 million on this movie, except for, whatever, 40 for Tom Cruise. It still mm-hmm. made $400 million USD. Only 80 of that was domestic. Yeah, I, I get that. It, it, but, it, but these movies, like the, the, they're designed for global International, yeah. Right? It only made 80 domestic? Yeah. Wow, this thing is going to lose a lot of money. Well, well it's it fucking crazy. International money, but it's... Yeah, exactly. It made like three hundred. It was disappointing enough. It came out the same weekend as Wonder Woman. And got obliterated. Yeah. And Universal was like, we're going to go toe-to-toe. And did, did not. Yeah, exactly. 80 million domestic, 327 million worldwide. Yeah. So, I mean, like, nobody, like, like it is... American so- audiences didn't want to see it. Yeah. 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 But, I mean, but maybe it's not for American audiences. Like... Starring Tom Cruise? Yeah, no, like- but it's like those Japanese, like, Pepsi-Cola commercials starring Arnold Schwarzenegger and stuff. Like, the super weird, like... No, this, this was generally considered a very strong disappointment from Universal Studios. Oh, no, I'm sure. Like, I mean, like... And, but just... I mean, like, if you think, like, summer blockbuster, Tom Cruise, gonna be the kickoff, like, even $400 million. most dollars, recognizable. Like, Avengers makes a billion, right? Like, like... Avengers makes, like, three times as much money as this movie. Yeah. yeah. Like, even the... What did that... Avengers... The first Avengers, I feel, what are we guessing? Like 700, 800 million? But it's a billion. No, it's like 1.2 billion, yeah. 1.4 billion. billion. So yeah, that's insanity. And, and then remember, this is the most recognizable of the, the monster universe monsters, right? Like they're going to well, go into Dracula They, they, and the they were going to do Dracula Untold as the launch. Yeah. And that movie was lambasted. Yeah. Like, no, that's not the launch. We lied. It's not the, this it's gonna is the launch. It's going to be the next one. The next one is going to be Bride of Frankenstein. <laughs> I clicked on the Avengers 1998. Remember that? Ah! That was also Sean Connery. <laughs> Sean Connery played the bad guy, and there was the um, weather dominator. Um, Uma Thurman? Yeah, so Marvel's The Avengers, uh, worldwide, made $1.5 billion. Fuck. That's so, so much money. Yeah, domestic did $623 million. And The Mummy made 80 domestic. Like, yeah. it's just five. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I'm just saying, but people didn't lose money on it. They might be pulling the plug on the entire thing, but it wasn't, like, it wasn't disastrous. Was it? No, it, it's it not going to bankrupt Universal. It's just not what they wanted. It's not yeah. what they expected. Well, yeah, because they wanted to be, they wanted to have their own MC DCU, yep. right? They were like, yep. we have this. Yeah, and they brand it in the opening credits as Universal Studios Dark, Dark Universe. Universe. Like brutal failure. You want to rank this biz? Yeah. Oh man, X Men uh, Apocalypse. Uh, 
I mean, that's the territory we're in. Below X Men Apocalypse. Yeah. I would say. Because that's, like, that's pretty rough. I mean, just from what you're saying. Yeah. Uh, I would say below Warm Bodies. Below Hellboy. No way. Really? Below Hellboy. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. If I had it, like, they're similar. Paranormal Activity, the Ghost Dimension. <laughs> Batman v Superman, Dawn of Justice. Oh, failures on big budget. Big budget failures. How does how does that hold, yeah. dude? Scott. Man, I'm looking at some of these movies and I'm like. The way you're describing Ooh. it, like it sounds below. It's a hot mess. Like, it it's sounds a, below Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. And it's above Underworld Blood Wars. That's right where it goes. Because <laughs> you said like Teenage Mutant Ninja. See, here we go. We have a quote here. TMNT 2 was watchable. Yeah, this doesn't not, sound it's watchable. It's not watchable. It's not. <laughs> Just underneath that comes like, if, <laughs> if, if, you like, if you like TMNT, if you li- you're a fan of the Ninja Turtles, you can watch Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 2. Blah, blah, blah. That's Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 2. Mm-hmm. You can watch it. You'll be like, oh, Rocksteady and Bebop, and that's fine. This isn't the greatest movie, but I'm, I'm getting what I, I wanted out of it. And if that, that is the opposite of The Mummy. You're watching this, you're like, this is not what I wanted from The Mummy. Why is it so dry and humorless and serious and bad? Yeah, this like it's a mummy. Yeah. Like it's not. I don't like any of it. And why is the funny character really depressing? Like I don't. And dies fast. Yeah, it's it's shitty. So I don't think any of us have seen it, but I did want to make mention that this is what comes out on Thursday, so it's going on to its second weekend, mm-hmm. the highest grossing weekend of a horror film of all time. Oh yeah, we it, all owe it to ourselves. We should go as a team and go see it. Like 113 yeah. million. The highest grossing R-rated film, horror film. September. September, film. like a lot of different yeah, things. Yeah. Yeah. And what's also cool, they don't go to the adult section. They're leaving the adult section for a possible second movie. It's like, what? Yep, it's all about the kids. Weird. So you're saying that it could end in an orgy. Correct. <laughs> <laughs> Just like oh, the books. And also, spoiler, they don't, they don't end in an orgy. Wow. Unlike the book. <laughs> Where the children have an orgy. Right. <laughs> Uh, yeah, but yeah, I, mean, I want to I go see it, and I would love to see it with you, Scott, because I feel like it's one of your f- babies. Yeah. I love that first one. I, I'm not super keen on it and horror movies starring kids so much anymore. <laughs> I love, but my favorite thing about it as a theatrical release is how dumb all of the headlines look. Like, it has a great opening weekend. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It shatters box office records. Everyone is going out and seeing it. You're just sort of like, I was like reading, so I was like, what are they talking about? I'm like, it. You need to get some faith no more up in this. Yeah. But yeah, no, it just bears mention. We should definitely go see it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm super, super it's pumped. Worthwhile. And I, I saw one more movie this weekend. Uh, mm-hmm. And we talked about Pirates of the Caribbean. Um, oh, boy. Dead Man's Chest. I saw and it inspired you to go back into Pirates of the Caribbean. Clearly, we did not talk enough. Yeah, we well, watched Dead Man Tell No Tales. Right. The, the new one that came out this summer. Um,. Dead Man's Chest? Dead Men Tell No Tales. Dead you saw Dead Man's Chest last right. time. Uh-huh. It and was all right. Moving on. It was all right. <laughs> Fucking well. Moving I mean, it was things. all right. That's... As uh, good as it gets. As good as it gets with a new Johnny Depp movie. When was the last time Johnny Depp made a really good movie, you guys? Mordecai? <laughs> <laughs> but, like, uh, really. Like, uh, I mean, I think the last, the last thing I enjoyed... Johnny Deppin was like Rum Diaries, and it wasn't amazing. I didn't, I didn't see Rum Diaries, but I was gonna go, to, <laughs> I was gonna go to that also, with um, Fear and Loathing in Las ones? Vegas. Uh, Ninth Gate. Yeah, that's the last one I really, really liked. 
I'm looking. He plays Donald Trump in Donald Trump's Art of the Deal, the movie. Yeah, it's the one where they make fun of Donald Trump. Oh, that's. And it's uh, it's it was a movie that came out right before he got elected president. They were trying to. Make fun um, of Dark Shadows. He was not good in. Like I said, I have like. Oh man, that trailer was bad enough to make me try to erase the existence. Of like the really, movie. like Rum Diary 2011. I think was the last thing I liked. Enjoyed him in. Uh, He's in the middle of filming Nomeo and Juliet: Colin Sherlock Gnomes. Hey-o. So it's like mixing. That's. I mean, well, it's, it's like a sequel. That's the second one. Yeah. No, you didn't see Dead Man's Chest, did you? You saw. At World's End? Yeah, I saw At World's End. Not uh, Dead Men Tell No Tales. No, Dead Men Tell No Tales. Dead Men's Chest is another one. You saw Stranger Tides. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Man, yeah. there's so Stranger many Tides movies. So fucking... Sweeney Todd, he was not great. Was he good in Public Enemies? John Dillinger? No, that movie was a fucking catastrophe. Movie. It's Which is kind of sad, because the, like, the book was kind of more of a like documentary. Did you it was not. I read the book, yeah. I didn't see the movie. Who's I, got the book I, now? I, Keith, have you read the book yet? No. It was his. Did you? It was your book. It was no, my book. book. Oh. I think. Okay, so for real, I think <laughs> the last Keith's time had it, I think closing in on ten years. I think I gave it to someone else. <laughs> <laughs> someone got it for Keith Miss. Maybe. Uh, I think the last time I was like, and it wasn't even like a really a Johnny Depp vehicle. He was just around. I think the last time I like enjoyed him a lot in a movie, like a lot, because like Rum Diaries was just like, I don't know if I enjoyed him so much as I just enjoyed him kind of being a Hunter S. Thompson character again. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't nearly as fun as uh, Fear and Loathing. Yeah. But probably Once Upon a Time in Mexico, and that was 2003. That was what? the last time I was like, yeah, Johnny Depp doing it. Curse of the Black Pearl? Is that before or after? That was uh, that's right before. By They're, they're like beside each yeah. other in yeah, IMDb. Because yeah, yeah, yeah. Once Upon a Time in Mexico was, what, three days of shooting? Yeah. Four days of shooting? <laughs> yeah, but then he got more time. He just hung around. Yeah, he just hung around and had like a whole entire extra well, scene. He wasn't even on set for more than a week, though. Yeah, but nobody was. That's how Rodriguez does. <laughs> you know, he's done a lot of work since 2003. Yeah, but I think that I mean, and not all of it was terrible. Like, I remember kind of liking Sweeney Todd in a weird way. Okay. Like, but just yeah. a lot of it was the same. Like, yeah. Sweeney Todd, Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. I'm ridiculous. Alice in Wonderland. That was Johnny Depp's acting now. This is him saying I'm ridiculous. Like his character in Tusk. The worst. Uh, he's, you'll note he's credited as Guy Lapointe in Tusk, not <laughs> as Johnny Depp. <laughs> he's credited as Guy Lapointe. That's right. Because though he was his true, <laughs> true, honest God character. And I'll note also they don't have yoga hosers in here. Oh, no, they do. And he's also credited as Guy Lapointe. Because <laughs> yoga hosers, you will recall, he was pretty terrible in that too. So, mm-hmm. Well, he reprised his role as Guy Lapointe. Mm-hmm. Uh, anyway, I guess the last so the, the, the yeah back to Pirates of the Caribbean. Mm-hmm. It is a return to middle of the road. Okay, mm-hmm. so as on Stranger Tides, kind of was shitty. This movie makes the big trek back into my, mediocrity. Yeah, very much into mediocrity. And what it does is just like, hey, remember all those things you liked about the first couple? We're gonna mention them. Like, oh, okay. That's that's all right. Mm-hmm. Like, it brings back Captain Barbosa. It brings back Will Turner. It brings back... What's her and name? And he said it just wraps up, wraps up plot threads. And it just kind of, like, ties things together and says, like, this is the end. Goodbye, everybody. We're finally done. You know the end of the movie is where they, like, explain what happens to Duke's everyone? Duke's going to be okay. No, no, like post-credits where it's just like Jack Sparrow was drafted into the Vietnam War exactly <laughs> that's 
That's what Dead Man Tell No Tales is. Like him and Barbosa get into a fight, and then they become friends again, and then. This doesn't sound good to see. This sounds terrible to see. Do you have a particular fondness for the Pirates of the Caribbean franchise? I do. I like. I like the. Especially like John. John needs to. I mean, like doesn't need to, but like almost should be like at least watching the first ones. As research. As research for the fact that we like (laughs) made his D and D campaign pirate theme. It's true. Through character creation. But I don't want to like make it shitty (laughs) themed. You know. Yeah, but the first the first couple ones are fun. All right. The first two are fine, and this one is like. If you were to jump right to this one, you'd be okay. Skip Stranger Tides. Stranger, yeah, skip yeah. I mean, you should always skip, skip Stranger, Stranger Tides. Tides. Okay, hold on, hold on. Where would you put this compared to Wonder Woman? Under Wonder Woman. Yeah. Wonder Woman uh, is much more entertaining. That rhymed. Under Wonder. Hmm. So, where are we? Where's Wonder Woman? 48. Where's the last... 38. Where's the last Pirates? Where's, where's John's Pirates? Stranger where's Tides? Triple X, The Return of Xander Cage. I would put it under that. Really? I would put it under Jurassic World. I would put it under Goblet of Fire. Oh, I didn't put on Stranger Tides yet, but I feel like it would be it's way low. Um it's it's like maybe it's similar to Star Trek Beyond where it's like it's okay and there's some good fan service. Is it above life or below life? It's probably below life. Uh so it's just underneath uh, Chappie. I was going to say, because Chappie is underneath. Well, Chappie's above life. Above life, yeah. yeah so, so above Chappie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I would say, no, just, just, above, just above Star Trek Beyond. Those two are okay. oddly comparable. Below Chappie. Below Chappie. Star Trek Beyond. Yeah, if you're like a big Star Trek fan, you could watch Star Trek Beyond and be like, oh, I, I get this. This is Also, I, and I really didn't like Star Trek Beyond. Important to note is that I renamed my vacuum robot Chappie. Uh-huh. <laughs> Is this a Roomba? It's like a Roomba. It's like an off-brand Roomba. Does right? it speak? No, but I mean, Could if you? I talk to it enough, maybe it will get a South African gangster accent. It'll learn. Uh, the one thing I also wanted to mention was I finished season one of Alice Isn't Dead, the podcast. Huh, how's that? Podcast. A plus. Solid horror podcasting. One thing that, uh, so listen to a bunch of horror podcasts, mm-hmm. which is also super fun to do in a tent when you're sitting literally in pitch darkness. In the middle of nowhere. Just yeah. listening to an audio thing about truckers. <laughs> but it was like pretty, like pretty spooky. Sarah like woke up and she's like, I had really bad nightmares. I was like, well, you basically set yourself up for that. As someone who occasionally has nightmares. Like lying in pitch blackness, if you open your eyes, also pitch blackness, listening to like an audio-based horror story. Mm-hmm. It's sort of like setting yourself up. So it's, it's, like, a, it's like a fiction? Yeah, it's podcast. a fiction. It doesn't, uh, it doesn't pretend... To be real, a la, a la Tannis or Rabbits, okay. it's it's very much like uh, Alice isn't dead, written by so and so, performed by so and so. Here we right. go. the The framing for it is it is a woman who took a truck driving job to try to find her uh, wife who disappeared a couple of years ago, uh-huh. and is just basically recording tapes, always addressed to her wife, hmm. to be like, "Why am I? Why I'm doing this? And what happened?" And kind of gets pulled into a weird sort of supernatural. Uh, thing, um, much like all horror podcasts, it kind of unfortunately like the ending isn't quite as strong as a lot of the the bodies mm-hmm. of it because when they're trying to make sense of the story, it makes up like like, like Alice Isn't Dead is almost every episode is under half an hour, mm-hmm. which is kind of nice. Like it's like all twenty to thirty minutes. So. Fucking rabbits! <laughs> Ready for ninety minutes of listening? Uh, like yeah, so like Sarah and I got into it originally up at the cottage because mm-hmm. it'd be like it'd be a nice like dinner podcast like. Put it on while you're eating dinner. Right, right. right. Um, 
uh, yeah, like the, some of its best episodes are almost like one-offs where it's like she'll like drive through a city and not really able to get out. And like as she's driving through the city, the city is like decaying. And, like, she's <laughs> describing, like, seeing the same person at the gas station, but now he's, like, older and, like, seeing this and that. And until finally it's, like, the city's on fire. And she's just, like, driving through a fire and, like, the guy's, like, at the gas station burning alive. What's whatever. it called again? Alice Isn't Dead. Huh. Uh, so, yeah, I finished. And, but then when they kind of, unfortunately, when they sort of have to tie it together to make sense of it, they they don't miss completely. Like, like it, rabbits did. I, I haven't finished rabbits. But like they don't miss completely because they, they 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 try to set up the second uh season, but it's just sort of like I mean, I don't know if I want to spoil it. I'm not gonna watch it, but hold on the listeners might so it's not even a spoiler to the story. I won't even like so he's gonna do it anyway no yeah. no 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 it's just, it's All not right, like it's just, a, it's just like a government a government agency just kind of shows up at the end huh. to sort of make sense of some of the supernatural stuff that's going on if you want to believe they're like an mib situation or whatever but it's just kind of a bummer that yeah. like you created like and like i said that's not really how this it's not important to the actual story or denouement but it's just sort of like they're like oh crap we need to introduce someone to make sense of this a little bit right. and they just sort of throw the so they don't give that treat to one of the main characters of, of like exposition well but there's only one character right there's only the driver she like, just doesn't get a chance to solve it herself it's kind of she has her moment but like I think that they wanted to make it bigger for the second season and they just thought that was a good way to introduce it but it just kind of shows up and you're like okay this is like it's Stephen, like, Stephen Kingy Stephen Kingy but also like like the, the thing is is like imagine like you're playing uh, like a human a mortal or whatever in a vampire game mm-hmm. And there's, like, all these vampires and all that stuff, and it's, like, super messed up, and it's way bigger than you have any idea of because you're just a human. And then, um, like, a guy, like, named Nero or something just had, like, a crack team of vampire hunters and was like, this is what's going on. We know everything. Right. You know? And you're like, what? That was weird. That was peculiar. You know? And it's like, <laughs> it just doesn't really, like, you're just like, okay, what? Like, you know, like, it, mm-hmm. it, it diminishes some of the horror when there's a group of humans who have like a solid grasp of the horror for sure for sure for on. sure for so sure. but but it stays watchable is what the takeaway i'm getting yeah is it yeah yeah yeah, yeah yeah very like i'm excited for for season two and there was like a little it was also super cute because like another character uh just sort of like right at the end is just sort of like i like, only heard one voice so right like, she narrates the entire thing that's crazy only one voice throughout the entire thing uh, like she does like accents and stuff when she's playing other characters and then like for the first time ever at the end end of the, the show you just sort of like hear a person just, like another voice which is like I was like cool like it's just like, yeah. it's, like it's a good like trick you're like what like someone else has a recorder like it's just like it's fun as a listener like to get you baited into the huh. second season just quickly talking about podcasts I finished The Adventure Zone mm-hmm. the first story arc 130 something episodes what that is a lot of Adventure Zone. Yeah, and they wrapped up their story. They f- they finished it. Mm-hmm. They're like, that's that's the story, and I wept. Openly, openly wept. wept. <laughs> Gross, snotty sobbing at no. the end of it. Yeah, I swear. Well I was I was just coming off of An ecstasy. <laughs> <laughs> Not quite. Like like two hours of sleep, and uh, bef- it was right after I'd torn my rotator cuff and was was really sore, but. Doesn't matter. I was still so emotionally involved in this stupid comedy D and D podcast. Wow, that and was, that's impressive. Like I took my headphones off and was choking for air. Like <laughs> was Pac Pac-Man like Scott? Scott, honey, are you okay? No, I, I had actually, like I was on the metro. <laughs> I, I, I had actually called in sick that day. I got I got no. I called in sick that day too. But, Listen to the last episode of Adventures. 
But, well, because I was feeling like garbage. But I did have to unplug it on the Metro on the way home the day before. Because I was like, oh, no, I'm getting sad. <laughs> <laughs> I had to stop it and be like, I'll just finish this another day. I had a really, really rough night. Didn't get a lot of sleep. Finished it when I was home alone. And thank God I didn't go to work and cry by on my lunch break or something. <laughs> was, it's funny that you're home alone. I would love to just watch like you're like, your son just coming over, Daddy, why are you crying? Podcast about Dungeons and Dragons. <laughs> <laughs> the kid's like, what's a podcast? What is Dungeons and Dragons? Daddy's gone crazy. Oh, man. I, I was like, is anyone else listening to it? No? No one? Yes, on Facebook, you're like, anyone else listen to the finale of no Adventures? <laughs> no Someone's like, I dropped it after five episodes. Want well, to you watch 129 it, more <laughs> and get into the same headspace? Oh, no. Thankfully, I had to go to Reddit and have them save me over in the, the Adventure Zone subreddit. I was right. just like, anyone else really weep? Yeah, you? Good. Phew. This <laughs> <laughs> bum, bros. Uh, so, John, uh, you have your mission statement for your D&D campaign mm-hmm. is to end it in a way that makes us all I'm not going to get weep. you guys to cry. There's going to be a lot of <laughs> stupid it. pirates. All of them were crying too. It wasn't just me. Whoa. I think this is very strange to me. All four McElroys were crying at the end of the, the episode. That, that like... That almost is like I, I just want to like see how they got there. But you don't want to listen to 130 episodes. I don't have 130 episodes. free hours in my life. Are they all an hour long? There's some of them are longer. You listen to 130 hours minimum of this. Absolutely. I mean... I, well, no, but you, but I don't, you, your commute to work is almost is what, like half, like at least half an hour, forty five minutes. You yeah, could, you could like pound out an episode a day. Okay, listen that's to still three months. Okay, a heavy commitment to listening to someone's crazy TNT How game. How much time have you put into League of Legends? You don't even want to know. <laughs> you <laughs> know, but I mean, yeah, you're but, having a good time doing a thing. Yeah. How many how many TV shows have you watched while playing League of Legends? Tons. How many podcasts totally have you like, recorded? While playing League of Legends, <laughs> no, I'm just saying you've yeah. recorded like 140. Like, yeah, okay, but it took us years. Yeah, fair. Yeah, this yeah, but that's because we could only do it every two weeks. You could, I could listen to two episodes a day. I guess. I'm just saying, it's a lot of D and D podcast. I listen to a lot of podcasts. I mean, I think podcasts are the premium entertainment available. Oh, oh I see what you're doing. That's a good note. <laughs> Please take the time to like us on Facebook. We are number 9TO5DOTCC, 9to5.cc on Facebook. And uh, also follow us on Twitter. We're at sign number 9TO number 5CC on Twitter. So, uh, And also be sure to check back on the site for something on Mondays, probably. Uh, we have Zombies and Loathing After the Bomb usually on Tuesdays. We have a new comic in 9to5 Illustrated every Wednesday. A new podcast every week, usually on Thursday. It's either going to be a 9ES or a Go Plug Yourselves. And on Fridays, we have Fine Arts with either Sophie and Scott. And, uh, you know, maybe John will even uh, contribute one of his mega articles at some point, too. You can only hope. Alright, thanks. 9to5.cc We're not working. Why should you? Thanks for listening.